please, when you are marrying people, please, can I just say this to people? Stop making promises to the spouse you're about to get hooked to for the rest of your life. What kind of nonsense promises are you? I'm not making any promise. We're going to follow the Lord together. If we're going to die the next 10 years, we'll die together. If we're going to live for 100, we'll live 100. Let's get it clear. Pastor, you need to explain this thing properly. What I'm explaining is that the only promise you can <laughs> promise anybody is that both of you will follow the Lord. I'm talking to Christians. If you're not a Christian, please log out. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to believers. Hmm. Before I used to say things, I, I modified that one. I said, that, no, don't worry, I'm poor and I'm going to be rich in this life. No, I can't say anybody that anymore. I am poor now. God will take care of us. Don't worry about it. One day I'll be a millionaire. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I will follow the Lord. Is that, is that but he will never speaking? Eh? That's faith speaking. That is, I'll be a millionaire. Yes. No, that's not faith. That's foolishness. It's very common faith. It's foolishness. Where did God say that I will make you a millionaire? He never said that. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I shall not want. He said that one. No good thing will live with you from those who walk uprightly. He said that one. I will supply all your needs according to my riches in glory. He said that one. That's all I can hope for. Hmm. I've seen people who, whose wives walked away because they answered the call to ministry. That, yeah. that, that was not what we agreed on. Prenuptial agreement. <laughs> on career issues. <laughs> That's not Christian. Good day and welcome. This is Kingdom Word Radio and it is time for Ask Pastor Banky. And um, if this is your first time joining us, please know that you will be a regular. Why? Because on Ask Pastor Banky, we have the opportunity to ask Pastor all sorts of questions that range from our spiritual lives, to marriage, to finances, to in fact the state of a country. And of course, if you need clarifications concerning any of the messages you've heard Pastor preach or his books that you've read. And if you do have any of these questions, send your question to ask at pastor.ng. Ask at pastor.ng. Also, you can follow us on all our social media platforms. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the KW Radio. At the KW Radio. My name is Hope, and we'll be back after this break. Welcome back. And if you're just joining us, you're in the right place. This is Kingdom Word Radio, and we are on Ask Pastor Banky. Please feel free to join the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the KW Radio. And of course, send your questions to ask at pastor.ng. We have the privilege and the honor of having Pastor Banky here with us in the studio. Pastor has taken time out severally to come answer our questions and we don't take it for granted at all. He is a Dr. Bankole Olushino and is the founder of Kingdom Word Ministries, which operates from Enugu, Nigeria. Pastor teaches the truth of God's word from this platform with over 1,500 messages for free download on pastor.ng. And of course, he has over 25 books there. He has scores of tracts and other short sermons on pastor.ng. And please remember, it's free to download. Thank you very much for your coming again, sir. It's nice to be here again today. Okay. Um, so, uh, Pastor, we, we, we actually have this question here. And... Um, it goes thus, Dear Pastor, my parents have been separated for a long time due to their several misunderstandings. 
my mom has given her life to Christ after the separation, and she's been serving God faithfully. But due to the maltreatment she received from my father for so long, it has made her talk harshly to people around her. I want her to change from this, but I don't know how to approach her directly. Please, sir, how do I bring it to her notice? Well, <laughs> I want an adult to change her behavior and you are the child. Mm. All right, the first thing you can do, which is 90% of what you can do, is pray. You pray for her. You know, there. Look, without, without the power of God, there's nothing you can do. This person is older than you, the person is your mother. You think you know mother. I'm not saying you're wrong, I'm just trying to say that that's how she's going to, she's going to perceive it. You think you know more than she does. So the only thing you can do, really, fundamentally, is to pray. Keep praying before you talk about the matter. Then I advise, you know, you don't just tell people to change their ways. They have to change who they are. I don't know whether you're getting my point. No, I don't get that. Okay. For example, I'm an angry person. Okay. I'm very short-tempered. They tell me, stop getting angry. I, I, I can, you, you want to not give me techniques of not getting angry? No. Okay. I'm an angry person. I don't know whether you're getting it now. That mm. is... The thing is inside my soul. It's in me. You seem to be walking on the branches, the fruits, okay, not the leaves, not the roots, uh, not, the roots okay. not, the, not even the stem. That's what I'm going to say. So sometimes, if somebody is bitter, mm. the person has to be cured of bitterness. Yeah. It's not just about how you are talking to people around. The person is bitter deep inside her. Like the, the question just says now, she suffered many things in the hand of her husband. So, we have to deal with those issues first. Forgiveness, which is the only thing you can do. The only way to cure bitterness is forgiveness. Because things can happen that will hurt you so bad in this life. There are so many terrible things that can happen. So, how do you handle it? It's forgiveness. And really, forgiveness is not power possible without the power of God. So, that kind of situation, you make sure this person, okay, say so she's giving her life to Christ. Good. Mm. Now, giving her life to Christ is one thing, then being a disciple of Christ is another. So, you encourage her to be a disciple of Christ by being one yourself, because if you are not, you can't do anything. So, by being a disciple of Christ yourself, so you start encouraging her, mommy, read this book, I follow, uh, there's this church, we're doing this program. Her spiritual character, her spiritual strength, yeah, that's the word I should use, her spiritual strength must be built up first. Mm. You can't tell somebody who has a weak spiritual strength, a low spiritual strength, to go and be doing things that are meant only for powerful people. So okay. that's one mistake we make. We focus so much on do this, don't do that. The individual has to build spiritual strength. I was talking to somebody the other day, a few days ago, talking about my sister like this. She said this, okay, I want to tell her this. I said, <laughs> I said, don't bother. I said, from what you have told me about your sister, she can't receive it. Unless you just want to do it for the records that are, let it be said that I've done it. I said, the person you have described to me cannot receive this thing. So what you need to do is leave that matter, this correction you want to give her. Go and pray for her. Pray for her spiritual life. When you are going to speak, ah, there is this book I read though. This person and so person. It really blessed you. It touched my heart. Showed me some things I needed to clear. Ah, please read it. I'm clearing some things in my life with the book. Then she takes it. She reads it. You're working on the spiritual life. And you say, I'm praying for you that God will fill you with the knowledge of his will. You know, spiritual wisdom and understanding. Now, when, as you are doing that, it will get to a threshold where you now say, hey, you know, you have to forgive all this bitterness. So the things you are, you are handling. 
without that, you can quarrel from now to tomorrow, she's not going to change. Mm. So as that is going on, okay, because remember, this person is older than you. Mm-hmm. And that you don't rebuke elders. No, mommy, the way you said that thing was totally wrong. No, 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 no. It was totally wrong. And you're looking at the person and say, do you, you want her to listen? Of course you will not listen. And that's what I also tell people also. You know, I like to just slide them. When you go to this issue, you get to these issues like, um, you know, when there's this kind of authority ranking in place. I tell women also, stop correcting your husband. It doesn't work. The moment you bring up a matter, the man is going to get more stubborn. Why? Not because you're wrong, but just because he's the boss. People don't get it. It is not because you're wrong. It's simply because he's the boss. And you don't rebuke the boss. <laughs> like one man said, <laughs> that he was in the light mood. That the woman said to her husband, that uh, will it please you to have money given to me? <laughs> not give me money. <laughs> that, that is an order. <laughs> Do you get my point? He achieves the same result, but in a better way. We're laughing about it. That where I'm going is that, so when you want to correct somebody, okay, you go with a plea. If you, and it's, it's all over scripture like that. Abigail didn't come and tell uh, David, what you're about to do? If you try, God will just punish you for it. Better stop that nonsense. No. <laughs> she came down, bowed her face before him, and said, ah, your humble maidservant has come to plead a plead of my Lord. That this, you know, by the time she finished talking to him, the guy was weak. Mm. His strength left him. That's how... Same thing with Esther. What do you like? Please come and eat. What do you like? Come and eat again. What do you like? Can my life be precious in your sight? What do you mean my life should be precious in your sight? Um, who, this man wants to kill me and my relatives. Do you understand my point? You make yes, it clear. Mommy, please, I want to talk to you. I learned something from Ed Cole. Ed Cole said if you are doing like this, it's not going to be. I'm just thinking for your health's sake. Will you consider? See the way you are talking to somebody. Mm. That's how you can tell somebody like your mother to change. Okay. Um. You know, you 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 actually said something, bitterness, and this person is a Christian. So, if someone has that bitterness, unrepentant bitterness, um, mm-hmm. can can he take the person to hell? On his own, no. But can he start the path? Yes. Wow, how? Yeah, because you see, sin tends to lead to more grievous sin. At the end of the day, it's denying Christ Jesus. You understand? Denying Christ Jesus. That is what is the, the, will be the ultimate problem that sends believers. You okay, understand? Okay, uh, bo- okay. Both in, both directly and in practice. Because both of them, people get in, into this, a uh, Christian can never, no, that's not true. If you read your scriptures, Paul made it clear. If you read them, uh, Peter said it. If you read Hebrews, also says the same thing. He said, there's people that are impossible to renew to repentance. So when you get to that point of not being able to be renewed to repentance, that's where the problem is. Okay. okay. So you are bitter. Well, God, now the day of judgment, hey, this person is bitter, but is a solid believer, believing in the Lord? Of course not. <laughs> Why was it if you were to number iniquity, who will stand? stand. Hmm. So bitterness is just a sin like any other sin. Okay. okay. However, if somebody continues to nurse bitterness, Satan is working until the fellow family may get to the point. But it's not just unique to bitterness. It's every sin is like that. Mm-hmm. Every sin is like that. Lying is like that. Cheating is like that. Uh, adultery is like that. Okay? It's not unique to, to bitterness. No. Okay. Okay. Thank you, sir. Um, okay. Another question. Pastor, I heard you say that faith 
It's not just the ability to receive things from God or just hopeful, wishful thinking to get things from him. Please, sir, what exactly is faith? That's the whole teaching. We can't do that now. <laughs> but like I just say is that faith is not... People focus faith on to collect. Faith simply means, like I heard that one a few days ago from one preacher, I said it means to take God seriously. Hmm. Yes, of course, the, Hebrew, the Greek word, even Hebrew, it also means faithfulness, to be dependable yourself. So basically, it means to be a serious person in your work with God. That's what faith is. Now, in that process, if God promises you something, you can receive from him. And he has promised. He has promised. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's a promise. Ask and you shall receive. He has promised. So we use that. But at the same time, he has also given us instructions that we should lay things down. Don't love your life even when faced with death. Don't deny me before men. You understand? It's there. Don't love the world or the things that are in the world. People just want to use faith only to collect the things in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So faith is an, encomp- is an all-encompassing principle in which you live a life dependent on God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So if it requires us to lay things down, we lay them down. Alright? If it, lay, it requires us to lay down our lives, we lay down our lives. If it says we should forgive people, we forgive people. If it says I will supply your need, we collect our needs. If I will heal you, we collect our healing. It's not only he heals me, I claim it. He, give, he gives me money, I claim it. He says give to somebody else, I don't really need it. I start speaking English. Mm. Are you, I hope you're getting my point. So mm. faith it just simply means to totally depend on the Lord in every aspect, in every ramification. It's not just a means by which we collect so when we have received it, we hang the faith on the shelf until we need something else. No. Hmm. I'm going to work. When I get to work, it's decided by my faith. How I talk to my clients is decided by my faith. How I live with my superior is decided by my faith. How I live with my junior is decided by my faith. Whether I want a house or I don't want a house on my own is decided by my faith. People want to just use faith to acquire, you no? Know, they learn how to live from the world. And I use faith to bring the power of God on, on, in living that worldly life. They love the world and the things that are in the world. But God said, the love of the Father cannot be in you like that. Mm-hmm. And faith is the love of the Father. So that's what mm-hmm. I mean when I'm talking about faith not just mm-hmm. being... You know, said, Jesus said, I have power to lay it down. That's part of faith. I have power to take it up again. That's part of faith. Faith does not just take up, it lays down. Mm-hmm. Faith... By faith, Hannah received Samuel. True or false? Yes. By faith, she gave Samuel exactly. to the temple. Exactly. By faith, Abraham received Isaac. That is By true. Faith, By faith, she offers, he offers Isaac as a sacrifice. By faith, he blessed Isaac. By faith, Isaac blessed his sons. Even though he wanted to bless his son, when the instruction of heaven became clear, okay, even though he was deceived into it, but he realized it was the instruction of heaven, he kept the blessing with Jacob. By faith, Jacob crossed his hands and blessed the younger above the senior. Blessed Ephraim above Manasseh. So that's what faith is. Faith is not, I can get the best shoes. Faith means I will trek in the hot sand to where God said I should go if he does not send shoes. Faith means if he's a hot, he provides, he provides where he has sent me to for NYC, National Youth Service. I will stay there by faith. You see, young people are claiming it in the name of Jesus. Shall we employ me in the name of Jesus? I'm going to get this telecom job in the name. Faith means, Lord, there's a place I'm going to be effective. Send me there. You get there, 
They say, man, the whole village is underwater. You have been sent here to come and help the people rebuild after the water goes down. Mm. They're not going to be living in a mansion. They're going to be living in a damp, humid building that the walls are wet. Mm. Yes. With your life jacket on standby in case the water returns at midnight. But by faith, you don't run away. That is what faith is. That is what faith is. Pastor Dwayne, you are saying this faith thing. Sometimes it sounds scary. Oh, yes. you know what? <laughs> does it sound scary? Yes, it does. The reference where I quoted last time also says something. He said, without knowledge and theology, you can get to heaven. But you can't get to heaven without courage. Mm. Yes, it does, it does sound scary. But you need courage to be a Christian. Okay, and on that note, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. This is Kingdom Word Radio and the program is Ask Pastor Banky. We have been having a wonderful time here. And please, if you're just joining us, you can feel free to send your question to ask at pastor.ng. And of course, join the conversation on our socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at the KW Radio, at the KW Radio. Um, okay, so uh, Pastor, there's a question here that says, um, Pastor, you said in one of your messages that long-term pl- that we shouldn't make long-term plans um but will they not make a person become irresponsible if he doesn't have some sort of lay down plans for the future there's a saying that says the way you make your bed is the way you lie on it so what is the scriptural backing for what you said okay now first the scriptural backing for what i said is in that message <laughs> whoever <laughs> heard it from my message if you were careful enough You'll have seen the scriptural backing there. But I would just like to explain it again for those who are listening. There are two, in this context, all right, there are two stages to life. There's the immediate one, and then there is a the long-term one. Why you can't make long-term plans is that you don't control life. God has not given that to you. Do you understand? Now, this is a bit of an extreme example, but it's a practical example. You made long-term plans in Nigel Delta, in Bayelsa. Now all your plans have been washed away by the flood. Mm. What are you going to do about that? You made long-term plans in Kiev, in Ukraine. And for the last few months, war has destroyed your long-term plans. What are you going to do about it? So these are the things that happen. You make long-term plans, government change, and then... Look, basically, life is too unsteady, it's too variable for you to even be able to plan long term. The issue is that it does not work. When people make it look like it works, that's what actually upsets me. It does not work. So that's number one. Let's not go back to what the Lord said about it. He said, do business with this until I come. And he has gone to go and take over cities. He'll be back shortly. So essentially, those guys had a short time. So that's a short term plan. They had a short time to keep themselves busy. So I tell young people, what's your short-term plan? You just gain admission into uni- university. Your short-term plan, be a good student. Don't follow the immoralities of the world. Don't follow the bad habits. Don't lose focus. Read, learn, not just any degree. Learn scripture. 
I got my Bible training as a university student. Learn scripture. Learn to walk in righteousness. Make full use of the next four or five or six years, depending on how long you're supposed to be in university. That's the plan. What will happen after that? Don't worry about it. Hmm. Don't worry about it. So yeah, you got into university and you're studying. Let's take a course. You're studying law, engineering, all right? Education, philosophy, anything. Before you reach, you know, we think that we are here. You know, people stylishly believe in evolution. They think they just arrived because one atom jammed another one mistakenly formed their grandfather after the monkey had been roaming around for a while, evolving to a human being, and their grandfather was born, and then now they are humans. So there's no plan. Somebody sent to this earth, he has a plan. All you are doing is discovering his plan. And I have found from scripture that it doesn't give you the full term plan. He said to Abraham, walk with me and be perfect, and I will guide you into a particular land. So Abraham was supposed to take a season at a time. So a short-term plan can be a month. Typically, it's not. It's like, I give university now. You're going to be in school for a few years, that's short-term plan. You just got a job in a particular company. They say you have to work for them for three years. That's another thing. People don't know how to honor agreements. <laughs> they say you work for us for three years. You signed to work for them for three years. Please make plans on how to stay for three years. Let nobody just send you a visa. And you just say, ah, opportunity. <laughs> Nonsense opportunity. Hmm. You're walking into a trap. You just find an agreement. You say, oh, what, I don't like the three. Then don't sign the three-year agreement. So hmm. if you sign the three-year agreement, that's your short-term plan. How do I be, make myself effective here? How do I manage the little salary that they are paying? Those are the plans you're supposed to make. I like to have a duplex to live in as a young man. The salary can only pay for a self-con. Get the self-con. I want to marry somewhere along the line. Tell the wife you want to marry. Now, self-con, I get to. <laughs> Which means your father cannot come and visit. My mother cannot come and visit. We don't have enough space. So you start making those plans. But if they must come, okay, I've hired another room nearby for those temporary periods. Can you see? I'm planning how to make sure that three years is not too difficult for me. So let's save money for a car. No, we don't have it. If we save money for a car, I'll not be able to give to anybody. So make plans on have like keke riders, have like 10 of their numbers. <laughs> so anytime you need, you can be calling, hey, Rauf, carry me from here. Andrew, come to this side. And anytime they pick you, 200, 300, 400. See, you are planning your life to have it easy for those three years. The God who you are serving, who he called the God of Abraham and the fear of Isaac, emphasis on the fear of Isaac which is the reason why you are doing what you are doing. It has something for you at the end of the three years. Sometimes you will not reveal it until the last one month. Sometimes it says, stay another one year. The halfway through that one year, six months to the end. He said, at the end of six months, this is what I want you to do. And it comes different ways. Somebody will just say, ah, you've been working, I hear so much about you, I talk to your boss. Please want to start this particular thing. They say, you'll be very good to help us start. We like to be a manager for us, but it means you have to leave Enugu. So let me talk to my boss. And the man said, no, that man is my friend. is reliable. Okay. So he has given you six months to pack. Sometimes it's called to ministry. Sir, I worked for you for three years. I'm actually a preacher. I'm going to join one of our seniors who started a church in Abuja. I'll be his assistant pastor. Another step. You never can tell. See, the long-term plans don't work. Be faithful, short-term. I know sometimes they are, no, my son must be... 
your son will be this. There are people, I know one guy, my son must be a doctor. The boy didn't worry. He became a doctor for his father. When he graduated, he gave his father the certificate. I went and opened the mechanic workshop. Do you get my point? Yeah, people do that. And my son must be a lawyer. He finishes the law now. At the end of the day, I don't like court. <laughs> I don't like drawing an agreement. Hold on, I, I know I'm very good with playing music. I want to go and join the video. <laughs> what are you going to do? So you find the lawyer rapping. <laughs> do you follow my yeah. point? And that's what, how life is. You can't make long-term plans. Let's not deceive ourselves. They're not possible. Okay, um, so, but you know, someone might be listening and the person needs help. I've, I've discovered that, you know, when a young man wants to get married and he goes to meet his future parents-in-law, mm. they sit him down and they ask him, so in the next 10 years, where do you see yourself? What do you see? Where, where do you think you would have put, you have a daughter, you know, things like that. I say, I'm marrying your daughter because she has faith, like I do. Mm. Jesus said, don't be ashamed of me. We are following the Lord Jesus Christ. In 10 years, we don't know where we are going to be. I remember when I got married that time. All right, I was just finishing my residency in, in Lagos. I was just finishing. I didn't know where I was going. All right? But I knew something which the wife I married also knew. That wherever we go, I will start teaching the word from there. That I'm basically a teacher of the word. That's what I want to do. Every other thing is just on the side. Okay? So I remember then. I had already married. I was married. I was in Lagos. I was married before the door of opportunity to come to Enugu opened. So I remember my father-in-law came to Lagos that time. So oh, I still remember very well, my mother-in-law pinching him. I saw it for the corner of my eye. That she should ask me about that matter because my wife had told the mother that we are moving to Enugu from Lagos. They were like, what? What is mm. the, you know? So he asked me, so I, I saw him at the corner because we were about to separate. Then we met somewhere, we came for a, they came for a function, we went to meet them there, about to leave. Just, just, I saw her pinch him on the. I, I, I remember very well. So he called me and said, Hey, Banky, come. He said, This is no good you're talking about. What is going on? Flat. That's why the Lord has opened the door. I'm going to take a job in the university there. And I just told him flat. I mean, where I'm going is that there was no. I, I, and I was married just a few months before. Married in December, moved over to Enugu in September. So as a December, I didn't know I was going to Enugu. As a December, I had no idea I would be coming to Enugu. And because I came to Enugu, it's why you're listening to this broadcast. Mm. Do you get my point? Yes. So my, your potential father-in-law comes to tell you, where do you see yourself in 10 years? If you have ideas, tell him, but that there's no guarantees. God literally is the one you are following. Hmm. And what you plan to do, what your, what your scriptures have shown you, which your pastor has told you, that this work you are doing now, you are going to do it very well. Now, if it's close to when you are moving, Maybe you are working in a place, you're about to resign from that place, you're going to start your own business. So we are playing that the business will grow. So for the next two years, I'm still working at this particular um, uh, cement factory. Maybe you're working for Dangote Cement. But meanwhile, and along the line, we're planning to start this. Just, and there's no guarantee. Let everybody know there's no guarantee. I'm not promising. Say, you promise. Eh, and please, when you're marrying people, please, can I just say this to people? Stop making promises to the spouse you're about to get hooked to for the rest of your life. What kind of nonsense promises you? I'm not making any promise. We're going to follow the Lord together. If we're going to die the next 10 years, we'll die together. If we're going to live for 100, we'll live 100. Let's get it clear. Pastor, you need to explain this thing. Properly. What I'm explaining is that the only promise you can <laughs> promise anybody is that both of you will follow the Lord. I'm talking to Christians. If you're not a Christian, please log out. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to believers. Hmm. Before I used to say things, I, I modified that one. I said, that, look, don't worry, I'm poor and I'm going to be rich in this life. No, I can't say anybody that anymore. 
I am poor now. God will take care of us. Don't worry about it. One day I'll be a millionaire. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I will follow the Lord. Is that, is that but he will never. Speaking? Eh? That's faith speaking. That is, I'll be a millionaire. Yes. No, that's not faith. That's foolishness. It's very common faith. It's foolishness. Where did God say that I will make you a millionaire? He never said that. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I shall not want. He said that one. No good thing will live with you from those who walk uprightly. He said that one. I will supply all your needs according to my riches in glory. He said that one. That's all I can hope for. Hmm. I've seen people who, whose wives walked away because they answered the call to ministry. That, yeah. that, that was not what we agreed on. Prenuptial agreement <laughs> on career issues. That's not Christian. It's mm. not Christian. Ha. Ah. So this one you're saying is, I don't know. There's a, I think there's someone in the Bible that says this is a hard saying. <laughs> Look at the, that's John chapter 6. <laughs> This is a hard saying, <laughs> but, but, I, but I think Christians should take it and try it. And, um, See, let's tell us the truth. Christians love the world and the things that are in the world. They love it too much. They now use their faith to service satanic agenda. That's what they are doing. They take the confession in their mouth to save the world. That's the problem. Okay, that's the problem. So, dear Christian, as you're listening, please... Get this word right so that our paths will not be so hard because we have God helping us. Okay, um, so uh, someone has sent in this question. Um, dear Pastor, you said God allows bad things happen to his children. Well, you say God allows bad things happen to his children. But according to James chapter 1 verse 17, every good thing and every perfect gift is from above. So with this, Pastor... I think it abundantly shows that bad things come from the devil. No, no, none of those scriptures say that. Okay. They are implied through long, twisted logic. Just quoted this number of scriptures now. All good things come from above. It didn't say good things exclusively, alone, come from above. It didn't say so. Okay. It just said that if you receive a good thing, only the Father could have given you. But Job said, and it's scripture, and it's true. Said, do we receive good of the hand of the Lord and not receive the bad also? Who sent Jesus to the cross? Was it the devil? Mm. Who told Peter and uh, Paul, you will suffer many things for my sake? Was it the devil? Who told the disciples, in this world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer? Who told them, you are going to go into prison for 10 days. Who, I mean, why do we talk? who sent Joseph into the pit? Was it his brothers or the devil or God? Who sent him into the house of Potiphar? Who sent, took him from the, heart of Pot, from the house of Potiphar into prison? When do you call bad? Did the Bible not say all things work together for good? When you put it together, take a pinch of salt, throw it into your mouth alone. Can you swallow it? Try and eat soup without that salt. Will you swallow it? Christians must learn to give thanks even when things are bad. God looked at, was he Ezekiel? He said, son of man, today I'm going to take your wife, the one you love from you. Who took her? Was it the devil? You don't take one or two scriptures and stick it together with weak thread and want to wear it around. Of course not. We're not saying God does bad to people. 
But we are saying, no matter what comes your way, give the Lord thanks. And you, why do we magnify the devil so much? Like I say all the time, the devil knows me and him, we are not in the same league, we are not friends. If bad things happen to me, I give my God thanks. I don't start saying, people say, the devil is up to something. What is he up to? The devil is up to something when he brings temptations my way, which usually are in good times. Do bad things happen to Christians? Yes. Why did they happen? A number of reasons. What did James say? Beloved, count it all joy when they happen. So because it tests your faith. That's what he said. Count it all joy in James chapter 1 verse 3. When you fall into diverse trials. For the trial of your faith works patience. What? How do you try faith? Was it not, it's not difficulty. Why do you want to breed lily-livered, jelly-spined believers? No. Does bad things, or do bad things happen to Christians? Yes. Does God send them? Yes. Yes, it does. But you are the one calling it bad. When Joseph is in the pit, it's bad to him. When he's in prison, I'm sure for the first few weeks he cried and said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Then when God manifested his glory, he looked back and he said to his brothers, you meant it for evil. But God meant it. That means God planned it. That means God planned it. He said God meant it for good. God was not an innocent bystander in watching it. God stood there and said, they said, we are going to kill him. God said, no, the assignment I gave you, it didn't go as far as killing him. They were not hearing that voice, but the Lord was ensuring that it happened. But that God led him into the house of Potiphar and led him into prison. And until the time that the word was fulfilled, the Bible says the, Lord, the word of the Lord tried him. It was God's word that was handling him all the while. Taking him to the pit. Fine boy. Never didn't have to hurt his hands walking. And God said, that's not how I'm going to do this thing. Go and learn how to walk in the house of Potiphar. That's the point we are making. Wow. But pastor, sorry. I still, I still have a question in that regard. Um, you know, we have been taught to bind the devil. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And... Um, when does binding the devil come in when we go through tough times? Let's look at the house life of Job. What was the devil he was supposed to bind? His wife. Who told him, curse God and die. What was the devil he was supposed to bind? His flesh that wanted to die. What was the devil he was supposed to bind? The one that was tempting him to curse God. Could he have bound that devil from touching his skin? No. He could not have. What was the devil he was supposed to bind? No matter what happens, I must not deny the Lord. That was the devil he was supposed to bind. I know we're out of time. Yes. I'd like to explain that another time. Thank you very much, sir, for taking this time to be with us today. And of course, um, please remember that you can send your questions to ask at pastor.ng and join all our social handles on at the KW Radio, at the KW Radio. Till next time, the Lord be with you.